You play pickleball, you take care of yourself. Health IQ thinks you should be rewarded. They built their business on saving money for people who live an active lifestyle. Go to healthiq.com slash pickleball and find out how much they can save you. That's healthiq.com slash pickleball. See how much Health IQ can save you. Welcome to Pickleball Radio, the official podcast of PickleballNews.com. My name's Chris Allen. I'm in Asheville, North Carolina, and I want to thank you for joining us today. And also a really big thank you. I probably don't talk about this as much as I should because it kind of sounds like I'm bragging sometimes, but Pickleball Radio is the number one podcast in iTunes in the amateur sports category. Not all the time, but uh, it keeps getting, they change the rankings every hour so you might go over there right now and it's number 35 or something like that but often when a new episode is released uh, and everybody downloads it it vaults up to number one and i really really do appreciate your support one of pickleball's greatest players definitely one of pickleball's greatest teachers is national champion sarah ansbury i had the good fortune of working with her at pickleball summit in charlotte she gave me Awesome advice, great tips. Sarah conducts her Ansbury Academy training clinics in cities across the U.S., and we will link to her website in the show notes if you get the chance to attend Ansbury Academy. You definitely want to do it. She can take your game to the next level in so many ways. And today we're going to focus on the concept of less being more. How can you actually be a better player by doing less on the court? Sarah, always great to talk to you. Welcome to Pickleball Radio. Hi, Chris. How are you today? <laughs> doing well. I feel like there's so many players that are guilty of this. I certainly am. You're always thinking, what do I need to add to be a better player? I need to add this shot and I need to add this movement and be able to do this piece of footwork and and this piece of equipment I need to add and a lot of times I find myself thinking you know what maybe I'd be a better player if I just took some things away yeah that's when I watch you your economy of movement there's no wasted movement with you and I, I remember mentioning that to you in Charlotte and you said well that's actually kind of for a reason I say this over and over again because it's Absolutely. The biggest issue you see in pickleball is that we do too much on the court. We think too much. We move too much, swing too much. We feel like there's always more that we need to do. Usually is to our own detriment. You know, we definitely get more tired that way, but we, you know, we get more anxious that way and we make more mistakes by doing that. So much of this game is it's we play on such a tiny court and we feel like we have no time. It's crazy. We feel like we're, you know, we have so much to do and we have so much to think about and if anything, we just, you know, the more you simplify, the easier it is in your brain, but the easier it is for your body to actually do in the first place. You had mentioned uh, in Charlotte that you had had a bunch of surgeries. Yes, I have actually had a, my body is kind of a wreck, to be honest, uh, for my age. I've, I've had three major knee surgeries. I've had a fusion on my lower back and I've had shoulder surgery as well. I'm all about being as efficient as I can and doing things to not create injuries. And I think that a lot of times when we try to do too much, it actually causes us greater injury on the court. These quick motions are, are actually pretty bad for us. And uh, it's not really how our body wants to move. <laughs> That's for sure. What are some of the things, a couple of things that you see people doing that they're doing too much of, that if they did less of that, they would actually be a better player. You don't need to add, you need to take this away. Less is more. People move too much. They move way more than we need to. I see, I mean, everywhere in the country I go, I see people hunched over. I see them 
shuffling side to side. I see, I mean, this barrel of anxiety, basically, <laughs> when I look onto a court most of the time. Yeah, I'm sure you saw that when you when you stood across the net and looked at me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, Chris, you're like a huge guy. I mean, you're so tall and you shrink yourself to be like small, you know, shorter than I am. It's crazy. It's uh, and it's like this, this like constant state of defense, you know, it's, yeah. it's okay, let's get small and let's get compact. And, and, you know, that alone is, you know, it compresses your body and, you know, your body does not like to be compressed. Your spine does not like to bend like that. And also I think when we, you know, we're, we're constantly shuffling and moving, we often get caught because we go the opposite direction of the ball or we commit to the direction too soon mm -hmm. uh, when we don't need to. And especially when we're making such fast movements, it's very hard to actually get balanced and uh, set our weight so that we're actually in control of our motions. I think a lot of times we just get in such a hurry to do things that we kind of lose track of what our body should actually feel like when we're doing these things. Back with more Less is More with Sarah Ansbury after this. It's Pickleball Radio. The U.S. Open Pro Division awards 48 medals. This year, 21 of those went to pros using an Engage paddle. To really get what makes Engage the best, you need to walk onto the court with one. Go to EngagePB.com and try any paddle risk-free for 30 days. You're guaranteed to play with more power and more control than you've ever experienced before. Or simply return it for a full refund. Engage will even cover the shipping. Play better, have more fun, and take your place on the medal stand go to engagepb.com pickleball radio the official podcast of pickleballnews.com here with national champion sarah ansbury let's talk about getting up to the non-volley zone line lots of people say you should be really leaning forward like you feel like you're about to fall into the kitchen but you always emphasize being balanced talk about that a little bit if you would um well what i think about when i'm on the no volley line i think about almost sitting like on an exercise ball where uh you know my back is straight uh where my my torso is elongated but my knees are you know slightly bent from the actual knees and not from my back mm -hmm. and, and and i'd be wanting to think about putting my weight into the balls of my feet so that I could actually feel my body weight down on the ground. And then a good way to kind of be aware of it is honestly just let your weight shift from your right foot and then all the way shifting into your left foot. And when you're doing that, you're wanting to actually keep your shoulders even so that you're actually shifting your weight and not just leaning your body one direction or the other. Okay, so you shouldn't, because I hear some people and they mean well, but they say, you should almost feel like you're about to fall forward. And I just, I don't think that that's right. Yeah, I think uh, what, where people get really stuck in because they're in that position is one, they're, they're bent at their back. And if you're bent at your back, you know, you're disengaging, you're really separating your upper body and your lower body for one. But you also, people have a tendency when they do that is to pull their elbows and their, their paddles close into their body. And that also, you know, is not really a good position. When you feel your weight like that, you know, you could feel your weight very much on your toes. And when you're leaning like that, your head is actually what leads you forward. Well, you should actually feel, you know, your spine working as your center axis to rotate from. And then your weight should settle into the balls of your feet where you're much more center, but you're still actually forward where you're actually engaging your lower body, like your quads and your butt and all those types of things. And, 
And that's what's going to help you actually still put your weight into the ball, but without actually falling in an, really an unsafe way. <laughs> so if you kind of feel like you could almost do like a hula hoop or something, almost pretend like you have a uh, theoretical hula hoop around your waist. And if you feel like you can shift your weight to where you could keep a hula hoop going, maybe then <laughs> would that be something uh, that might that work for me? That is not that is not a bad idea. I think that's actually a great way to put it, Chris. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that's great. So that's something because, boy, I need help with that because I every now and then when I see video of myself, it's like, geez, you look like a Labrador retriever puppy out there <laughs> running around with all this wasted movement. And my poor yeah. partner is like, oh, geez, just don't hit me with your paddle. <laughs> you know? I see a lot of that absolutely everywhere. And I think we all kind of do that sometimes. We all have this panic moment and we start backing up and we start losing control of ourselves. And, you know, sometimes it's you got to take a breath. And I really recommend to people a lot of balance exercises uh, so they feel comfortable uh, moving on the court, uh, yeah. but also to get them to slow down and, and understand how their body actually feels when they're balanced. How can you play aggressively? And you, I mean, you're one of the most aggressive players. How can you play aggressively and not be a ball hog? What's the <laughs> secret to that? Because when I when I get super aggressive, it's like, well, then I just start going for everything. You know, might as well play singles at that point. What's that, the key? That's a really tough one. I'm not going to lie. I think, I think that happens to a lot of people. And I think sometimes it really has to do with who you're playing with and communicating what's our goal here, who's going to be more of the enforcer type. And if so, how far over am I going to go that we're not like, you know, stealing everything because, you know, every good partnership, I don't care who I'm playing with. If they feel that they can poach and they can do something well with the ball, I want them to take advantage of that situation. Yeah. Oftentimes people are afraid of being a ball hog and taking that ball away. And what I look at is what's best for the unit what's best for the team in general you know what i want from someone that's going to be aggressive and poaching if they're taking the ball i'm finding danny with that as long as they're ready for that ball to come back and i'm not the one that has to clean up the mess <laughs> <laughs> most of the time i'm talking to people about how to do less on the court and how to be more efficient but the one thing i say you can always do more of is talk <laughs> yeah. and communicate and, and not only is it about talking but it's about listening and often when you say you and, and me and, and those types of things it's, it's a balance and it's a rhythm and you're actually making choices on the court and you're being conscious about what's going on mm -hmm. instead of just reacting all the time yeah one thing that i find myself doing all the time i usually think about robert elliott uh, Robert and Jody did the move block freeze video that um, is really helpful, but I feel like I don't do that. I do move block flick my paddle. Is that something that you see a lot? And how did you, if you ever had that problem, how'd you overcome it? Oh gosh, that is um, a huge, huge issue. Uh, especially, you know, I come from tennis. I have a tennis background and I like to swing. Like I absolutely have been swinging my whole life with a tennis racket. The ball that we play with, you know, mind you, is crazy light. It is crazy sensitive. It's weird. It's different than most balls. And the court that we play on is so small. I mean, we're closer to ping pong where, you know, there's cross between ping pong and tennis. You could fit like what, four pickleball courts on one tennis court. So the less we do with our paddle, you know, the less likelihood, the less variables that we have that we introduce. I think that a lot of people too, you feel like, well, geez, I got, you know, I put on my pickleball clothes and I'm out here to get some exercise. And a lot of people think, well, I need to move as much as I can. You know, uh, the recreational players like, well, why did I come out here? I didn't come out here just to stay still. And a lot of cases, that's what wins the game or wins the point for you. 
being stable actually allows it allows me an easier way to shorten my swing. You know, when I'm moving too much, the tendency is for my paddle to actually swing too much, even though I'm not jumping around a lot, I'm actually, I'm shifting my body weight quite a bit. I'm using my legs and I'm using my upper body. I'm twisting my hips. So I may not be going a lot of places, but I'm definitely using and utilizing my body to, uh, to get the most that I can out of it and to allow my paddle to honestly do the job for me most of the time. Is there a paddle that compensates for it? Or if you, if you do want to move a lot, is there a paddle that absorbs more? Yeah, that's a good point because oftentimes I actually see people who like flick their wrist too much. They have a very light head weight, but they're uh, on the paddle. So it's actually, it's this extra movement they don't mean to be doing. So sometimes it's actually just about finding the paddle that's right for you. Uh, as an individual, which, you know, may be good for me, what might not be a great thing for you, let's say. Mm-hmm. Being aware of the balance, being aware of what you want out of a paddle to actually help you do that um, are, are very important things. I think that oftentimes we forget that the paddle does a lot, like they're they're de- designed to do these things. So, you know, when we're holding crazy tight and we're, you know, feel like we have to hit it so hard and do all those things and swing so much, we're really not letting the paddle do what it's designed for. You know, we want to be able to let the paddle absorb for us, the paddle soften for us and do those types of things and, and actually let the extension of us, of our shoulders, you know, uh, allow our paddles to work for us. Mm-hmm. So what I, I always say, use use the big hinge and not the small hinge, which, you know, <laughs> your shoulder is the big hinge and your wrists and your elbows, those are the small hinges. And the small hinges don't really help you as much as your big hinge. It's, a, it's knowing how to use your body in a way you know, where your shoulders are doing the work, uh, oftentimes we have a tendency to like overuse our dominant side. We're only using, you know, for you, you're a left-hander. So, you know, you use so much of your left hand that your right hand is just kind of hanging there doing nothing. Mm -hmm. But using both sides of our body, using, you know, our non-dominant side actually allows us to create more pace and more control on the ball. It helps us elongate our contact so we don't have to swing harder and faster to make it go where we want. More from Sarah right after this. It's Pickleball Radio. Health IQ uses science and data to secure lower rates on life insurance for health-conscious people, including runners, cyclists, strength trainers, vegans, and pickleball players. In fact, over half of Health IQ customers save between 4 and 33% on their life insurance. Just as good drivers save money on their car insurance, people who live an active lifestyle should save money on their life insurance. Go to healthiq.com pickleball and see if you qualify. That's healthiq.com pickleball. You'll find a link in the show notes, healthiq.com pickleball. See how much Health IQ can save you. Pickleball Radio with national champion Sarah Ansbury. I'm Chris Allen. Such great advice today, Sarah. So many great tips. What else can you tell us about the whole concept of less is more? I think you can really equate that to everything in pickleball. I think just thinking less. Uh, the more that you can simplify your game, the more that you can focus on small things. It's the same you know, way that we would create smaller goals to do things versus, okay, I just want to be a better pickleball player, so I'm going to do all of these things to make myself better. And that's, you know, that's too difficult. But if you go out there and say, okay, this is what I'm working on. You know, here's, here's my small goal. Here's my shot. Here's my movement. Uh, it's a lot easier to get better and to meet those goals. Yeah. And it's just, uh, it's honestly clearing your mind a little bit to allow yourself to do less, which absolutely is one of the hardest things 
to do, period. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, we always feel like we need to control it more, but you simplify things. You think less, you make choices about what you want, and you just try to stick to them. And you pay attention to, am I moving too much or is my movement helping me or is it hindering me? That's kind of the question you want to ask yourself. I think the biggest thing that I try to remind people with their swings is the reality is we never need that paddle to go behind our body and we never need it to go across. And the more that that paddle stays in front of us, the more that we can see our paddles. You know, um, I always want to try to keep my paddle in my line of sight in front of me. And if I can do that, uh, it'll help me actually simplify my strokes and not feel like I'm getting pulled in one direction or the other just by my swing alone. Yeah, I love that. Uh, ever since the day that you taught me that, I've used that. And just like you're using it like a sight on a rifle. And boy, mm -hmm. that has helped me so, so many times. It's a simple thing that you can do that just helps you anticipate the ball. It helps you read where the ball's going to you know what you want to do but it also helps you see the court i think uh because we're taking these big backswings you know we're dropping back we're taking these extra steps and then we have to actually physically drop our heads to watch the ball you know straight down at our feet and looking at our feet is not an easy thing to do in the middle of a pickleball point <laughs> that's for sure sarah thank you so much for talking with us today and illustrating this whole concept of less is more we will link to sarah ansbury academy her schedule is constantly updating constantly changing if she is in your area you definitely want to attend her training clinic. Also, uh, e two ebooks: the uh, strategies ebook and also the how to be a great partner ebook. We'll link to those as well in the show notes. That's at sarahansbury.com. Sarah, safe travels out there. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much, Chris. And be sure to head over to pickleballnews.com. Make sure you are on our email list. We'll keep you updated with all the latest tournament info, deals, equipment reviews, everything else. That's pickleballnews.com. My name is Chris Allen. This is Pickleball Radio. Yeah.